0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz,
1: your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz.
2: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: It is Locked On Jazz for the 22nd of November, a thankful edition. Of
2: locked on jazz. Then we'll look at the Bulls, and then we'll do our NBA five version, bringing back that segment every now and then. That's the plan for today. Happy Thanksgiving! It's locked on jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Great to chat with you today. This is Locked on Jazz. We do it every single day, Monday through Friday, giving you insight, expertise behind the curtain, and geeky stats that you can't get anywhere else. we got a few staples along the way. Fridays are packed Fridays. Thursdays are Facebook Live. And we're trying to integrate through the de- request of some f- Long friends to bring back NBA Five, and we'll do that today. It'll just be a little longer than NBA Five. NBA Five is kind of a rapid fire look at the NBA uh, and what's going on around the league. Uh, I thought it would be great today to talk about Thanksgiving. That um, it's pretty cool. Uh, one, what I personally the experiences. That I get to do, two that I get to do this, and three that we all get to watch NBA basketball and be a fan of an NBA team and see it, so I thought we'd run through a, a feel good Thanksgiving edition of Locked on Jazz today. I hope that's all right with you uh, today's show is brought to you in part or completely i don't know why do we always say in part by uh, Steven Taneger College as well as by the Advocates. And I do want to remind you that if you're looking for kind of that Thanksgiving uh, last-second stuff, and you're anywhere near 6200 South, 20th East, stop by the store, see Jeff and Scott over there. They're probably busy. Uh, but that's a great place to pick up if you're kind of looking, you're going to someone's house, and you've got to grab that last-second thing. That's It's a great, great spot for you. So that's 6200 South, 20th East, I'm actually... Uh, likely going to do that after practice today. All right, let's – I, I just – this is weird because it's not usually how we do the show. But I, I what what am I most thankful for? It's kind of a huge addition of Daily DeVar. I think on a personal level, I'm going to start there and then we'll go to basketball. The, it starts with the Millers. It starts uh, for working for a company that has the Thanksgiving feed – working for a company that uh has the event at the at the Palmer House today. It's working for a company that is truly uh invested in making the community better and that you as a employee know that your job is to help make the community better. And that that's how you should be looking at it and that they are you know demanding on you as well that they want you to be the best of the best. Uh it's it's kind of a kind of a cool deal um from a personal standpoint they let me do what i do if i'm not great it's on me uh, i it's the greatest feeling uh that's out there as an employee is that i can do what i want to do i can fail when i want to fail uh i can try things and fail without worrying about the fact that i um would end up you know I I tried it. It didn't work. Let's move on to the next idea Uh, with freedom, which is pretty awesome. So that's a really uh, terrific level to have uh, as an employee. And uh, the other one is they let me do this. I mean, there's not another play by play announcer in the league. There's not another person in the league with the access that I have that does this. Uh, Maybe there's no one else that's silly enough and stupid enough to to try it. Um, and to do it all, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's that I work for an organization that allows me to do it and lets me communicate with you on this level, which I think is really cool. Um, so that would be the first thing. Uh, I do want to say I'm also having just come back from a seven day road trip. I work with such amazing people. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome to be around bowler and, and Travis Henderson, our director, and Jeremy Brunner and I rolled over to the University of Pennsylvania to go look at that together and share that interest. Scott Rogers, who's in charge of all graphics, is one of my favorites. Obviously, Ron Boone. Kristen Kenny brings just a great breath of fresh air every day with her energy. And so that broadcast crew is our family for a year, and to work with them uh, is is pretty awesome. And then the organizational standpoint that you're working for people – Uh, And with people like Quinn and Dennis and the coaching staff who you know are doing things, make it just on my level, I I know that I'm not relaying false information. I'm not covering up for someone who's dishonest. I'm not working for an organization that's robbing their fans. Uh, It's a pretty awesome combination. And then to be around good people. So that's my uh, thankful for aspect of things. Uh, on a basketball standpoint, for you guys, again, I think it probably, I you don't know, I hate to speak for you. Maybe you can, how about we do this? Why don't you, when you're when you're listening to this, if I miss something, send me a tweet at at Sports today. And we'll all just kind of keep retweeting everybody on things they're most thankful about, about being a Jazz fan today. Uh, and then hopefully I'll fulfill those. Uh, and you can reiterate some of the things I said if you'd like to. Uh, one of the items that uh, jumps out to me most uh, is, again, I I go back to the Millers. Like, okay, first thing is you have a chance to win when you have good ownership. It doesn't mean you're going to win. Um, it means you have a chance to win because they're not going to get in the way of what's taking place and they're not going to get uh, in the way of the basketball people doing their work, as happens in, you know, Phoenix clearly that's happened. Uh, you can run through. You know, in LA it was clearly happening before they let uh, Palinka and Magic take over. You can run through it. It happens. It doesn't happen in San Antonio. Um, it doesn't happen in Utah. It doesn't happen in Boston. They these are organizations that let their um, let their people do their job, and the Millers do that. Uh, the new arena has to be something we're awfully thankful for because it is gorgeous. It increases the experience. It is fabulous. The food is uh, in a totally different realm. The comfort of seats, the viewpoint—it's just terrific. Uh, so that has to be—it uh, has to be on the list there. Um, I think I'm probably maybe more into this because it was taken away from me at one point than many people. But I'm incredibly thankful to get to watch the best in the world every day. Um you know, I've had a bunch of people ask me, uh well how do you feel about, you know, is this season hard? They're not winning like we thought they were going to. And on one level, obviously it'd be ba- it's easier and better when the team wins but on the other end you know when it's five minutes left in a close game at Madison Square Garden and you get to watch it or get to root for it that's a pretty great treat It'd be better um if you win um but it's it's still a pretty cool experience to have a team that engages you gets you at the edge of your chair and lets you watch Chris Dapp's Przingis, even though you're rooting for the other side I think that's Having been in Seattle and watched a city lose a franchise, I and see what they're still like, and how every time I go back there and talk to someone, when do we get it back? When you know, what do you know? I mean, there's just this yearning, and you just don't watch it the same way. You're not connected the same way, even if you're the biggest basketball fan in the world. You don't have your team. There's not an impact. Paul Millsap's injury doesn't have an impact. Going. So I think there's, I think there's really a, a thing to that. Hey, our players. We got great, great guys. Like I find Jonas Rebko to be incredibly nice guy and interesting. You probably haven't really engaged him. Obviously, Rudy and Donovan are the ones that you wake up in the morning right now, put on their jerseys, and root for them. Rodney Hood's developing another step right before our eyes. It's pretty cool to see. Um, that's that's part of being a fan, and we've got guys that are worth rooting for. That's um, you know that's the coolest aspect of things to me is that, or one of the, is that, you know, I'm not, again, back to the Millers. It all heads back to the Millers. We don't have some guy here that I'm saying, well, you know, other than that, he's a really good guy. Like, well, you know, there's just, there isn't that. We haven't dealt with it. And that's, um, you have to admire and and what they do uh, to have created an environment of that sort. Uh, the final one I would say that we should be thankful for is the leadership. We've got, one of the brightest minds in the game as a head coach. He's got a staff that works. I can't even explain to you how hard they work. There's not a day where Quinn doesn't have his team uh, as prepared as they possibly could. The players know it. That's that's why they play so hard every single night because their head coach is, is, and we have good guys, you know, giving it every ounce of what he has. They're creative in what they do. They're pushing the envelope. If there's a way to get better, Quinn's going to try it. And then you have Dennis and his staff, which are endlessly working. Walt Perrin's out all the time. Dave Fredman's doing all his work. David Morway and Justin Zanuck have built this kind of upper tier of expertise around Dennis, and and Dennis is, you know, sees the game beautifully, works diligently, has a great mind toward it. We have probably as respected a front office coaching combination uh, as there is. So uh, that. That kind of gives me what I would say I'm most thankful for. I hope you didn't mind that seven minutes of goodness and happiness and reminder of of maybe the, what's the fun part about this. Um, but that's that's where I stand on this Thanksgiving. I, I I I get the there's some you know it's really interesting to me. I, I get it, and we've been through it before. I'm done with this. This suck. Like okay, a, I would never be done with it. Um, I would never and frankly we're you know go back a year ago uh, we weren't in a great spot on this day I think we'd lost four in a row Uh, I I didn't do this today because of of anything actually I just think that's the right thing to do today We'll we'll talk about where we were a year ago I think it's an interesting parallel in a second and the Bulls uh, as as well let me mention to you that today's show is brought to you by Stevens Henniger College so it's you know this is the kind of time of year, I think, when everyone's kind of evaluating where they are, what's going on in their lives. If the job end of things isn't great, if you look back and maybe wish you'd spent a little bit more effort in the schooling. Maybe you weren't ready for it, though, at that point in time. You are now. Uh, maybe Steven Henniger can put you in a better situation. Their, their goal is to work extremely hard to, one, help you through school and two, to help students get a better job sooner. They have the services set up for it. They've got the departments in which you can work specifically for career-oriented classes, computer science, programming, business, HR. They have courses that set up every month, so you don't have to just do it in the fall or the spring. They're fast-paced, four-week courses, about 10 hours a week of classes. So it's built for your success to go on with your regular life and then be adding this so you can take – The next step, oh, but I don't have the, I don't have the, okay, I don't have, maybe you don't have the time, maybe you do, let's find out, I don't have a computer, I can't afford that, okay, they give you a laptop at four weeks, and then it's free to you upon graduation, I don't have the money, let's find out, financial aid planner is there for the very beginning, and there are no other costs, So maybe it's time to work for that career change. You're missing that degree. You know you can do more. You know you can have a better life. It's hard, though. I got it. See if Stevens-Henniger can help you out with that. Keyword to 88588 or youineducation.com. Text keyword to 88588 or youineducation.com and see whether or not it'll work out. Class sizes are small, and they even have a three-week testing period. What did I just say we're going to talk about? That is my brain in a nutshell. Oh, where we were a year ago. If I don't have it written down right in front of me, it's like gone. I wonder what it's like to listen to this thing and wonder like, yeah, it's every minute of every day. It's like what I have to be around. All right. So if you go back to November 23rd of last year, we are seven and eight. And, and I'm not about to say that we're going to go win 51 games again. I don't think we have the roster for that. But we were 7-8. and eight. We had just lost to Memphis 102-96, to to the Bulls 85-77 in a miserable game at home. We went to Houston and got whooped 111-102. We went to Denver on the back end of a back-to-back and put out nothing. Like That was... Was that a four-game and five-nighter? Our two games in Denver last year were so bad. What was our other one? Was that later in the year? Hayward was back. Trey Lyles was starting. Rodney Hood, Dante Exum was at the point because George Hill was out with a sprained thumb. And we just were getting whooped. We went 7-27 from three. We shot 39% from the field. We were in full-fledged panic mode a year ago at this time. I went back and looked at my podcast and actually found it and went and listened to it. Like, we were freaking out. We had gone to Houston for back-to-back games and just gotten whooped. We lost to Houston, 111-102. Lyles actually had a decent game with 21 that night. Hayward was not good yet. Hayward was all over the place. I think it actually might have been when they, he was debating whether he might have to have surgery again. Joe Ingles at this point is coming off the bench, played 15 minutes a night. Dio's not playing. George Hill's out. Harden goes for 31 and 10 against us. Eric Gordon added 20. Capella, we were down six at the end of one. We were down 13 at the half. That game was never close. And then there was and the bull. We're playing the Bulls that 85-77 Bulls game. I mean, Hayward really was struggling at this point. I I don't think that, I don't look at our roster and think it's the same roster. But I do think this is a little bit of a statement that Quinn works, gets through it. Things change. Injuries matter. You know, Hayward went 3 of 15 against Chicago. Jimmy Butler got into him. He could not get off. Dante was starting at the point guard and, and scuffling pretty badly at that point. Trey Lyles was still playing a bunch for us. He played 20 minutes. Boris started that night, didn't have it. Uh, Joe Ingles only played seven minutes that night. And again, no George Hill. So it's, you know, there's an evolution. Our team's really, really different, right? Our primary three shot takers right now are Mitchell, Hood, and Question Mark. So it's a really different team. And we've talked about that the schedule has not been... uh, But interestingly, we came out of that. We beat Denver by 20 at home. We then went... Uh, beat Atlanta, had Thanksgiving, went to Minnesota, won, beat Houston at home, uh, lost to Miami at home, and then beat Denver, the Lakers, and, Portland, and Phoenix, and all of a sudden we were 14-9 and nine and rolling. I'm not sure, as I said, that I see that same thing happening here, but I do think it's, it's worth keeping an eye on just that's the level of Quinn. And then the other aspect that we've been talking about the last few days is the West is just a mess. I mean... We'll talk about Millsap and the NBA Five here in a second, uh, and some things that are going on with Minnesota. But there were three teams to start the year that we thought we were going to kind of were going to be better than everybody else, and then there was this mix of teams we all thought were going to be very good. And quite frankly, I think all of them are not very good right now, which is uh, makes things pretty darn interesting. Tonight we got the Bulls, Lori Marketing coming in. <clears throat> They're not good. They're three and twelve on the season. The they lost last night to the Lakers 103-94. Their offense disappeared in the second half of that game. They had a they had a nice lead. They are the twenty-ninth ranked offense in the league, the sixteenth ranked defense. They play at a moderate pace. They can't shoot. They're 29th in the league in effective field goal percentage. We're 23rd, just to, so you kind of can think, we think we can't shoot. They are 30th in the league at going to line, so they can't shoot, and they don't go to line very much. We've gotten much better at that. We're 13th. Defensively, they try. marketing's their leading scorer. Holiday follows that. Robin Lopez is really good at the center position. Then Bobby Portis, the man of the right hook on uh, Miritich is their fourth leading scorer. So, and their point guard position, Chris Dunn's taking that back over. Really, seeing Markkinen's going to be awesome. He's been really, really good. They've got Zach Levine, who's now practicing. I'm not sure that the Jimmy Butler trade... It's interesting, the two trades that got panned the most in the offseason, I'm not totally convinced they're going to be as bad. If Markkinen's really good, which early indicators are he might be, then trading Jimmy Butler for Laurie Martin straight up might not be a bad deal. If you're going to rebuild and he doesn't want to be there and you go get yourself a first-round draft pick and you got yourself a seven-footer who's shooting 36% from three, has a 53% effective field goal percentage, 81% from the line. He's got 15 points, grab at eight rebounds, and two assists a game. What are we complaining about? Like, to me, that might be a real... That, all right. I mean... And he's definitely come on in, in the last 10 games. You're beginning to see, see teams scout him a little bit more, and you're seeing some fatigue. Okay, he's a rookie, and he's big. but it, But even the last two games... He's grabbed fourteen and thirteen boards. So his last ten games he's shooting forty three percent from the field and thirty two percent from three. He's not you know, after he started kind of I think surprising those early teams. And now there's no one else around. So on one level you look at it and you get a little nervous of whether or not there might be some thing where the numbers are inflated because the the team's so bad he's the only one who can score. On the other end, he's pretty efficient. I, you know, Chris Dunn is maybe not, what we're going to see, as every indicator right now on Chris Dunn is that he may not be an NBA point guard. And then they got Zach Levine, who we'll see what he does coming off an ACL. But if he got it for Jimmy Butler, that might, be, might not be terrible. Actually, might be kind of impressive. I'm hoping over the holiday season you don't need to do this, but if in fact you do, and you have you get a car accident, and you need a personal injury attorney, then I would consider strongly the Advocates. Matt runs the Advocates. Uh, they're injury attorneys. Their end goal is really simple, to help you out. Uh, he said it took him a while as a personal injury attorney not to kind of be ashamed, go to parties, oh, this is what I do and Mumble, but Really, what he's done is kind of tried to form an art out of it and pride himself on helping people in tough situations. And the way they've done that at The Advocates is by building a craft out of the process. They have a now a system, a 106-step system. It's kind of impressive. The That is there to make you get a better results, make sure nothing bad happens to you employment-wise, and treat you well in the process. The efficiency of the process, allows for better communication, a quicker process, and a more productive end result. I like one of the things that Matt's done is, okay, in every case, we've got to deal with the insurance company. In every case, we've got to deal with the hospital. In every case, we've got to deal with the automotive. In every case, there's these items that in every single case, no matter what. So he has people who, that's their job. They're experts at that. They know how to navigate that. They know where the hurdles might be. So they do that while the lawyer's interacting with you or the lawyer's doing the things that they do best. It'll call from a lawyer in 60 seconds. Remember this when you're dealing with these cases. Less than 1% go to trial. 3% go to arbitration. So you want an expert covering all aspects of things to make sure that the checklist is marked off, that they're in position to take care of it for you best. And that's what the advocates do. Write down this number, 801-355-5550. That's 801-355-5550. Hopefully not over the Thanksgiving season. But if you do, give the advocates a call.
1: Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, It just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. i tried everything, massages, chiropractors. This at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun. Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on.
2: All right, let's do NBA 5. It's usually our five minutes of fast-paced hitting NBA news. So let's do it. All right, first story out there is that one I don't think is being talked about. A lot of talk about lottery reform going back to letting the college kids come into the draft. There's some talk about having uh, college kid, or high school kids come into the draft, and then if you go to college, you have to go for two years. So a bunch of flaws that are here that are worth keeping an eye on. One, if in fact we're going to make kids go to college for two years, I don't like it. Frankly, I don't know why you can't have freedom of employment at all times. I don't like the one done either because I like freedom of employment. But the fact is that if you do that, every kid's going to come out. Almost nobody is going to go to college to go knowing that they have to go for two years. So you're going to flood the system. You're going to put then an undue pressure on the G League and talking to people around the league. Most people don't think that the G League right now is structured in a way financially in which it can has enough infrastructure to take care of these 18 year old kids and get the development out of them that you probably want and need to have for them. So that's kind of worth keeping an eye on that there's a backside to this lottery thing. And most people I talk to in the league don't think the league's prepared for it from a strategy standpoint. The other aspect of things is that if in fact we're going to do this, there's a chance where you could have a year in which both the one and done players And the next year, high school kids are out. If that's the case, it's the single greatest draft class of all time. And you've got to make sure that you tank and are available in that season. So keep an eye on that lottery story. It's a pretty big one. It might be important for roster building as well. Final one talking around the league on lottery is they've done this whole new thing to try to take away tanking with the new lottery ball starting not this year, but next year. The word I have around the league is it just means more teams are going to tank. It's actually more advantageous. You used to not tank because you looked at your roster and you realized we really can't be one, two, or three. There's no way for us to be that bad. But now in the new lottery system, if you suddenly realize, wait a sec, well, we can probably be five, then it's more advantageous for you to be able to suddenly, you know, go down and and you might end up having five teams that tank uh, than you, you, then you used to have one or two. Right now we've got two, right? We've got the, the Bulls and the Hawks, and then the, the Kings are just awful. Um, but the idea that this is going to de de incentivize tanking, the more I talk around the league, the more I actually hear the opposite. That in fact some people think that it's going to go the other way in the process and actually be advantageous for teams um, to do that. So, you know, different points of view on that. Paul Millsap is out for two to three months. Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt them from a uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to hurt them from a offensive standpoint. The question is whether Denver is going to revert back to being a terrible defensive team. They've got a lot of power forwards. Jokic will have more possessions. Millsap has been inefficient with his possession usage so far this year, and I think that's been a struggle for them uh, as well. So um, that's you know worth keeping an eye on uh, for you there. The uh, next one, uh, Manute Bowl. the story on Manute Bowl is the fact that they talked about that he might have actually been 50 while he was playing, if you remember Manute Bowl. That's a great little story. Two other nuggets for you. Uh, the Timberwolves' fourth quarters continue to be a problem. They are far and away the worst fourth quarter team in the NBA right now. This is now, it used to be that it was Ricky Rubio's fault. This is now another season of the same thing. It's beginning to fall onto Tom Thibodeau a little bit. It's also an interesting case of Andrew Wiggins' value or lack thereof. We probably should discuss this. I've been teasing it sometimes. I find him to be uh, one of the most interesting cases in the league, uh, frankly, on what you think of him and how you evaluate him as a player and... um, and I'm actually having a hard time grasping where some of the analytics people are going with him, that he actually might not be good. Uh, but there's an interesting thing. You look at fourth quarter numbers, and sometimes these are misleading if you're not playing close games. But right now, uh, the number one offensive teams are, are the Warriors, Houston, Toronto, and Cleveland, which you'd expect, In Denver 5. like It really lines up. Minnesota um, is actually a pretty good offensive team, but their defense is just terrible. 106.8 uh, in the fourth quarter so they continue to struggle Cleveland's defense is terrible at 109 uh, as well then you get into clutch time and the problems get even a little bit more uh, severe for some of these teams and it's worth watching I mean this is maybe this is where teams get better as the year goes on and so you they shouldn't worry about it uh, too much but if you look at clutch right now the best offensive teams are Cleveland New York Interestingly, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Boston. The defensive teams, San Antonio, New York, Milwaukee, Memphis, Pelicans. Surprised to see the Pelicans there. Maybe when it's, it closes down, the Pelicans have the most clutch wins other than Boston of anyone in the league. Minnesota is 28th in the league defensively at a 136.2. The Thunder are at a 150. They're 1-8 one in clutch. Both those teams, interesting to watch if that gets better. Minnesota offensively is 13th. Oklahoma City is 21st. Oklahoma City is so bad in the clutch right now, they're by far the worst team in the league. Oh, actually, the Clippers have now surpassed them. Minus 51 per 100 possessions. But Minnesota is 26th, and that's the same problem uh, that they were having before. Houston's not good. Uh, they've gotten blown out in the clutch once or twice. Sample sizes are pretty small here. you got to be a little careful at how much you look at it. And I actually would like some other stats better. I kind of like within three with three minutes left um, to me is a better filter. Uh, and the reason for that is you know it's within a possession in the final three minutes. You, your sample size this time of year gets even smaller. Uh, when you run that, you you end up uh, with a little bit of a different data um, along the way. You still have, you know, Milwaukee becomes this incredible defensive team. Their, their differential is 100, which probably cannot. Uh, be maintained, uh, Minnesota's 23rd, Oklahoma City's 30th, and Denver's not very good uh, in those circumstances. Either is Toronto, but we're really dealing with awfully small sample sizes at this point in time for that. Final one, the Lakers' defense is currently ranked fourth in the NBA. And by the way, if the playoffs started today, the Lakers are in. I think, oh, mate, yeah, I think if the if the playoffs started today, the lakers are in lonzo ball's dad lavar ball in a fight with trump and right that the lakers are going to make the playoffs at 8 and 10 <clears throat> the lakers are the 8th spot the jazz are only one spot out of the 8th spot with the lakers and memphis tied oklahoma city tied phoenix and utah I mean, it's weird to have lost 8-10 and be that close, but that's where the West is right now, and that's where we stand. Hey, there's 13 games on the docket tonight. Why don't you join me? We're going to do a play draft today. These are so fun. Um, so once now that this is done, go download the app Draft. It's a fun snake draft. Look for Locked on Jazz. I'll have it out there for you. If you use the promo code JAZZ, you can get in for three dollar entry for free i'll make the game three dollars so then you're playing for free it's daily fantasy snake draft super fun uh way to do it i'd suggest getting the buddies together actually i've we've had great fun with friends doing it so uh download the app get ready for it it's right there for you uh and it's fun it's not the salary cap stuff it's just draft your players you end up with five players you end up with a center two forwards and two guards with the many games as there are tonight you're Drafting marquee players you already know, and it's a great way to watch the game. You total up your points, your rebounds, your blocks. Your... It's a very basic, simple, fun way to have the game going on and uh, for $3. Uh, so there's a little winning, first and second get wins. I'll set up a six-player draft. It'll be out there at Locked on Draft. Uh, search draft in the Play Store or in your... Uh, iTunes, download the app and then uh, search, use the promo code Jazz and search for the game and we can all play against each other and then I'll talk trash on Friday. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy it very, very much. Thanks so much for being a part of it. It is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.